are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an outdoor, hell yeah, real life edition. It's called Waterfront Park, baby, right in the view of the Moda Center. We got, uh, or uh, it's not called Waterfront Park, is it anymore? I think it is it? Is. Oh, it was next to the Japanese internment memorial. Maybe kind of more of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's not really like a a, a thing to rejoice in. Yeah. But anyway, we're he- what we Good are. Re- excellent memorial, though. Great memorial, and but we we can and rejoice need it and needed. <laughs> Japanese internment was very bad. Very bad. Something we must reckon with. Yeah. As a society. As a country. But what we can rejoice Look, in. There's evils on what? both sides of a conflict. You know. You got to hear both sides. Yeah. Well, you don't need to hear. Both like you no, don't need know. to just, like you don't need to be like well the Nazis did some good because they did no no they no that's not what they were that's, that's not what I was trying to say and, and, no but you have to hear the other side of like you know what did what did we do that was really horrible and racist to win when we justified war yeah how we justified these bad things when we were at war exactly yeah it's okay to reflect because on because otherwise on you that. have yeah you have like a sort of two dimensional view of war. And then you, and then war doesn't have any weight to you. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean anything to you. You know? No. It. it, it yeah. It, it becomes. It becomes meaningless, and it just becomes a part of our day to day. We become numb to yeah. it. You know. So you go. So maybe you'll do something like invade Iraq because you'll figure it'll be a cakewalk. Or yeah. I, I'm just using a theoretical here. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. It's purely theoretical. But we we are here. There are NBA regular season games in the books yeah. after last night's opener, and we're who here. Won the, who won, I went to sleep early. Who won the Warriors game? The Warriors. I fell asleep early too because okay. I I because we have a lot of basketball to watch this yeah. season. And I did a 12 hour live stream starting at five in the morning. You yeah you yeah. you were truly the MVP of of preview day. Thank you. That's how, true. How, how did that how how did that feel? Being the MVP or doing or just it? doing the whole. Well, it was mostly fun. You know, okay. First two hours when I woke up at five in the morning because I thought that would be funny. I definitely spent the first two hours thinking like this isn't funny enough for me to have done this. But then I, you know, you know, I talked to some more people. Gets to be in seven o'clock. Then it just kind of flowed right along. You know, we had, we had we had all your favorites: Bob Silverman, Dave Dufour, Hike, and Ricky O'Donnell. Um, I was also a guest, yeah, even though I had bad technical difficulties. Yeah, also, I also I said your favorites, and you know, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I, uh, Eric, I'm so. I'm no, I mean people. That, I'm sure the people listening to this podcast are. I'm sure they're annoyed with me by now. Yeah. Oh, Eric. I'm just kidding. Eric, don't say that. Wow, sorry, this got a little. No, it more. got a little. Got a hey, little. Eric, can you explain something to me? Yeah, what's up? Why do Oregon people hate you, Dub, so much? Um, because they hate us. It's it's a pretty easy like it's. They used to dominate us, and then we started dominating them. And then, like, I've had friends that... One of my friends lived in Seattle over the summer, and he had an Oregon sticker on his back window, and it got crushed in by... The window? Yeah, the window got crushed in by by angry UW fans who wait, hate Oregon. Wait, did they, like, like leave a mark that indicated it was them? No, or? no, they, like... He was living near the UW campus. Okay, in the, the U district. Yes, in the U... Yes, exactly. He was living in the U district, and he had an Oregon sticker, and his window got broken by 
uh, angry UW fans. Yeah, drunk, presumably. Presumably, yes, but yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that the hate the hate works both ways. We won. It's, it's just so like like you guys don't have these like level of feelings for the OSU, do you? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Ducks fans hate Oregon State on I'm, that level. I'm pretty sure Washington fans don't hate WSU fans. Speaking as a person from Washington, right? But like because it like you know, it just like look. I'm a big believer in the sort of uh, in the Portland Seattle the pan pan northwestern yeah pan Pacific northwesternism and like and a sort of belief that Portland and Seattle hate each other but it's like a brotherly hate you know what I mean you know when you were talking about this yesterday you know what it reminded me of what? a little bit the kind of hatred that Boston fans and Lakers fans have for each other it's like yeah because no they because it, it's like an, I respect you but I also hate yeah you. they look. They definitely want to have sex with each other. That's true. Like, like they're like that's a, like they're like if Boston and and LA aren't in the finals, like they're still a little mad that they don't get to play the other person. Right? Because you know they're like, oh, it's uh, oh, it's like yeah. old friends. Doesn't even know? count if it's the Sixers, you know? Yeah, or exactly. Like, yeah, it's like it would have been fun, but it would have been better to beat the what Celtics. Is the, what is this? The Warriors? Who is this? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. They don't act. I I take that so far that I think they don't even really actually hate each other. I think that they secretly like each other. And every it's a, other, brand, it's yeah. a brand alignment. Yeah, is really what it is. Yeah, it's and not they, it's yeah. not really about sport. I at think that point. every other team in the NBA hates those two teams, and yeah. I think that they actually like each other. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, there's a shared. Everyone hates us because we're so good. Yeah. The excellent, the baddest, Bill yeah. Russell. Yeah, Co- Kobe. Well, you know, actually, the all that Celtics stuff. fans maybe don't mention Bill Russell. But, uh, yeah, they, they, but, they, uh, they, they frequently mention Larry Bird before anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though he has, well, he got three championships and Russell had 11. You, uh, Celtic, yeah, Celtics fans are probably like uh, uh, Jerry West, great Celtic. <laughs> George Mikan, great contributions yeah. to the game. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. We're talking. About- we were talking about UW. Anyway, yeah, Pan Pacific Northwestern. I just want to. We'll start talking about the thing we're actually talking about in a second. But I just want to say, Pan Pacific Northwesternism. You know, embrace love. Yeah. You know, like hey, hey, we're hey. Yeah, it's a rivalry, but we're brothers, you know. Right, and it's, and it's beautiful. You know, we live in a beautiful place. It's 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 all great stuff that yeah, we can exactly. really share in together. Exactly. Um, but we're here to do our final. Look, posi- Seattle people, you're welcome to come to Tusk anytime. Yes, I refuse to go to any of your garbage restaurants. I like Azelle's, which is like the fried the fried chicken joint uh, yeah. up there. Every 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 food restaurant in Seattle is worth than every. It's worse than every food restaurant in Portland. Okay, fair, fair. Quote me on that. Okay, that's a that's a that's a solid that's a that's a on the record quote from Corbs. But we are here to do our final positional preview. We've done the bigs, we've done the wings, and now we're going to do totally the guards. I totally forgot we did the bigs, and I was like, well, we ready did it like do. three weeks ago. We did, maybe like a month ago. Okay. okay. It, it, so like we were like, you know how like most podcasts will do like their previews yeah. in like a succinct in like a in an order like we just kind of sprinkled them in throughout the preseason i'm doing previews for uh fan-sided right now uh i'm not halfway through i'm just saying like maybe this is just endemic to us you know yeah i think preview brain is it is it is it tough preview is a state of mind preview is a state of mind i feel like i'm gavaging on the nba i have no idea what gavaging, gavaging is what they do with ducks when they like Force feed them 
to make like foie gras. It's like they, they call it f- fougaging. What do they call it? Gavaging. Wow, that's a, it's like upsetting. They have a word for it. They have a word because for it. Because you know, look, I'm you know, Corbin vegetarian. Right. I totally. I, I, like, I, I know this is totally foul for you. Yeah. Like, is yeah, this, yeah. Like you know, foie gras is like the most hideous. Oh, it's, to- it's totally like one of the worst things you can do to an animal. Yeah. Although, have you ever read about humane foie gras production? No. It's really interesting. But the thing about it, and, like, nobody's able to replicate it, but the thing about it is that you basically have to free-range the ducks. Okay. And, like, you just, like, feed them olives and shit, and they just don't leave because you, like... Feed them all Yeah, the you treat them, and you treat them beautifully. But, like, if the second you put them in a cage, those fucking duck livers, they just... Uh, Pardon my language. Yeah, they, uh, they, that's okay. I've been trying not to curse. Yeah. They just like shrivel up and become yeah. useless. Right. Anyway, so the guards. The, the guards. The guards. Uh, I think. Well, we talked about it yesterday. I wrote about it yesterday. It's not a fun topic that anyone wants to talk about, but I think we have to start there. We have to start with the guard on the team, Damian Lillard. I thought you were going to say the guard, Paul Allen. No. And I. Uh, for, for you know. Yeah. Rest, rest, rest in, peace. in peace, Paul Allen. Rest in peace. Thank as you. far as billionaires go, you were not the worst. No, and he gave us the Blazers. He gave us the Moda Center. He yeah. gave us... He is probably one of the five most important people in the history of the Pacific Northwest, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the region is what it is today because Paul Allen yeah. uh, started Microsoft and, you know, did so much real estate stuff in Seattle and, you know, owned the Blazers, the Seahawks. Like, basically every sort of major thing that's happened here in the last 25 years has his fingerprints on it in yes, some way. Yes, exactly. And, I don't, and, you know, and, like, I think that I feel weird saying it because he did just die. It isn't all good. No. And, um, you know, the cost of living in Seattle right now will... Yeah, you know, is insane. That's all you need to know. But, like... Um, but, yeah, but also, like, when you're talking about important people in the Pacific Northwest. Like, you know, it's him and Gates in the past 25 years. Yeah, and, and, Phil, and, yeah. Phil, and I would say Phil Knight yeah. as well. But, he, but, he, but even then, like, you know, I will say, like, Phil Knight is important, but, like... No, he's not on the same level yeah, as but Microsoft. He's not on the, yeah, he's not on the same level as Paul... I mean, you know, like, Paul Allen made something that basically we use every day. Yeah. Like, Paul Allen more or less changed the structure of uh, our economy. Yeah. And, like, you know, Phil Knight made makes shoes. Right, which you do need every day, but you need it to live your everyday life. You're not centering your yeah. life around it. And also, you could just wear sandals. You could. I mean, and, and as, as, you are a big sandals guy. I'm proponent. a big sandals guy. I, you know, it's starting to not be sandal season. It's heartbreaking for me. But um, Or you could go barefoot. You know, there's weirdos out there. And I, and I want to say something. I respect barefoot weirdos. And we live in, we live in a haven for barefoot folks. Yeah, certainly. Uh, folks that just walk around the city. God bless them. And yeah, no, I respect it. Yeah. I, it wouldn't be Portland without them. Yeah. Um, but Damien Lillard, I, I wrote about it yesterday. There was a report from Zach Lowe saying that yeah. uh, LeBron is interested in playing with Dame. You know, I, yeah, I've, yeah, I've gonna... written about the tea leaves that Dame has put out there that he would like to play with LeBron, which seems to be like 70% of the battle now First to get stuff. a star to play with LeBron is the guy wanting to. First off, let's throw this out here right now. If LeBron wanted to play with Damian Lillard, there was somewhere he could have come. Right. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, he could have come. He yeah, could've... Blazers, baby. Yeah, he could have come. First off, I just want to say. He could have made up where his friend Melo fucked up. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. As a basketball situation, there was nowhere better from LeBron. And yet. Yeah. And, and it's a lovely place to live. LeBron, my dude. Once again, we're trying not to curse on this podcast. He could have lived in wine country. Yeah. He could have taken a helicopter yeah. in. 
You he, you fucked up, dude. Yeah. He could, you know how many? You know how good Tusk is. Look, he doesn't. I, he he clearly doesn't. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, man. LeBron should have played here. I know that this is. I know that this is, sounds insane. I understand it. I understand that I sound like a small market wacko <laughs> whack job right now. But I'm just saying, there's a the, Terry's an excellent coach. Uh, Lillard is an excellent teammate. He's like he's basically like Kyrie Irving, but not a lunatic. I mean, he would have had two of the best ball handlers he's ever played with. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie Irving aside. Like Lillard. Yeah. Also, Kyrie Irving hated passing to you. No. Also, Lillard is. A, I think you could make the argument that Lillard's just as good as Kyrie. I no. I agree that Lillard is as good as Kyrie. And also, he's not a crazy person. Also, he also Lillard went to college for four years and has like a sense of himself. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's not. Le- and, the, and I want to make it clear. I'm not trying to slander one and Duns or anything. Yeah. 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 And also, there's another guy who went to college for four years right now who's acting like a complete lunatic. So. It doesn't always uh, uh, Butler. Butler, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's he. I mean, he hangs out with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, like yeah. Look, Damian Lillard doesn't hang out with Mark Wahlberg. No, I'll no, tell you that. No, for free. no, Damian Lillard's dad. He watches cartoons with his kid. Yeah, and he raps. Yeah, that's kind of what he does. <laughs> yeah, and he like and he likes to watch boxing. He, but who among us? But who who among us? I mean, I'm just saying. Like this is this is Dan. Is it an unsavory sport? Yes. But you know, yeah. it, it helps Dame get better at, at, at basketball. He does boxing workouts. But anyway, uh, this is a big season for him because, like, I, I said this on the Locked On. I haven't really preview. read. The, I haven't really read the low thing. It's basically just like he might want to play with LeBron. Yeah, and he even says in it that it's a long shot for Portland. But I think it's worth noting, like, and everyone knows this: the roster keeps getting younger while Lillard keeps getting older, and it's like it seems like. There's a possibility. There's a possibility he might want to play with adults. And yeah, I think there's a possibility. Like and like I asked. Like I asked. We talked about it after the media day. It was like I asked him about the three point shooters and the additions. It's something that he would normally like be totally indulgent in. And he was just like, "Yeah, we'll see." Like and, and, and so like so he's he's, he's giving so the organization I'm, the rattle this year. Yeah, and I think he he deserves to. I don't think he wants to leave Portland. Yeah, but I think if he were to leave. LA would be like his number one primary. Yeah, because you would get to, yeah, you would get to play with the dude who is the best basketball player of all ball the best basketball player who ever lived who is also not a lunatic who's horrible a to ma- play a with. A maniac, yeah. yeah, like like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, you know what? I maybe that's unfair to Tim Duncan. Maybe. Yeah. And also to Bill Russell, who was a lunatic in some ways, but he like put it all on himself. Right. No. Um, yeah. Like which is this is all to say. A dude who rules to play with and also is excellent. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I, you know what? Can I say, as we're sitting here talking about this, yeah. if this happens, and I understand that, like... And, like, this isn't, like, a... Like, I know that the column was also Lowe's crazy predictions, but, yeah. like, I have been thinking about this possibility for a lot longer than Zach Lowe writing about it just because of the offseason the Blazers had... The way was they not lost, a great offseason. The way they lost in the playoffs, their that cap situation still sucks. Like, they do have a bad and, cap and like, situation. And Lillard just came off his first first team All-NBA, and he's coming back to a team that got even younger. And it's just like, at what point does Dame keep putting up with this? Yeah. And that's, that's my bigger concern more than... Yeah, the organization has done some weird stuff. I mean, they're not hideous. No. Thankfully, they didn't fire Terry this year, I will say. Like... 
Because that was like a that was like some spooky stuff that could have happened. Yeah, no, and uh, listen, and I like the young draft picks they've got. I like Simons, I like Collins, I like Gary Trent, but like, you know, those guys are not veteran playoff ready guys that you bring onto a team that wants to win playoff games no. and and playoff series. And so like that's kind of my biggest concern. And it's like with LeBron, there's like a sense of it's it's championship or bust. And it's like I feel like Dame is almost ready for that challenge instead of the challenge of let's lift this young group yeah. to 47, 48 wins. This is just to and, say and get a a middling playoff series. If this theoretically happens, which it's wildly speculative. This is all speculative. Let's be cool about it. Yeah, like that's no. what I want to say. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. want to say let's not be like let's not be like these OKC people. You know these uh, these savages who stole a team who stole a team from our brother Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And who yeah. just like uh, boo Kevin Durant every chance they well, yeah, get. Yeah, it's like you guys didn't even deserve to have a team. You don't get to boo Kevin Durant when he leaves. So but you know what? That take rules. It's true. I want you to know that. Yeah. Thank you. They shouldn't have booed Kevin Durant because they shouldn't have had a team in the first place. Yes. So if it happens, let's be cool. Yeah. Let's, All right? Let's act like we've lost a superstar before, which we have. Which we do. Again. I'm sorry. I Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing about these Oklahoma City people. They're like, somebody left our horrible little city. <laughs> That we stole a player from. Oh my god! And then they and then they acted like uh, frigging babies about it. Yeah, no, we I, can be cool. And was listen, it, when and, they announced Lillard's name, you you fucking you yeah, go you, yeah, you, you it, clap yeah, it, it, because it, you're and civilized. Listen, and it brings me no joy talking about this. Like yeah. I don't want to see Lillard leave. I don't want to see the no, Blazers. Certainly not. I don't want to see the Blazers become a, a, a youth movement again. Like we've been there. Oh, I, 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 I like the guys on the team, but I don't want to see that. And Lillard, I like what he's put the time he's put in here. I think he deserves to kind of see it through. But it's tough. Uh, being here with the moves that they made, I mean, yeah. they just they just kind of messed up on the court a little yeah. bit. That's just kind of how they that's just, and sometimes that's how it goes. Look, they paid Evan Turner way too much for no particular reason. Yeah, and so Lillard, though, I think let's talk about the basketball for a second. Yeah, sorry. Instead, no, sorry. no, 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 I, no. And I started us off on this whole like, yeah. I'm just you saying, know, don't be like those Oklahoma City animals. You're a Pacific Northwesterner, right? Act like it, God, right, right. God damn it, exactly, and. I think, you know, it wouldn't. It would definitely suck to lose him. But I think, from a basketball perspective, I think he's gonna have another great season. I think he's gonna lead. Yeah, the, there's no particular reason to think he won't. He's gonna lead the Blazers to the playoffs. He's gonna do it there again. There are particular reasons to think that will ha- won't happen. But see, but I, I, I know that even I don't really think it. I think people are overstate. I think that people there's a lot of recency bias in no, the and analysis. I, and also, I think people are. That. I think people are. Use it, they're extrapolating from the playoff performance yeah. when they're not going to play the Pelicans every they're single not, yeah, every game. Yeah, they're like, not going to have to deal with Anthony Davis all for eighty two games. Exactly. They don't have to, and it's like their other ma- team matchups w- make fights. Like yeah. you know, and look, that is I will say this: matchups make you know that truism is less true in the NBA. Yeah, there's definitely like a talent point where you can just wreck anybody. Right. But when you're a 40-50 win team and you run up against somebody who is also a 40-50 win team but they're better at other things than you. Yeah. Like, like, yes. The Pelicans were a nightmare matchup. They had yeah. excellent uh, they had they had good guards and they had a big guy who the Blazers went Bleh. Right. They and, had a mobile switchy spready big guy or whatever. Right. And I like I I and listen, I I did my takes yesterday. I have the Blazers finishing 5th 
in the West. Seems reasonable. And I, have, I don't think I have a strong opinion about it. Yeah, I, 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 and and it's just like I'm, you know, I'm looking at this group, and you know, the Mo Harkless injury is a little concerning, but I like the I like the Curry addition. You know, I like uh, what Zach Collins can do. And I, I just like Damon CJ. And I, I think say, I Zach think, Col- I mean Zach Collins like, is a bit of an in a vacuum. And, and, Nur- and Nurk. Yeah. I like Nurk. Yes. And I like Aminu. And like I, I those, those guys those guys by themselves are already going to anchor a pretty solid defense like Aminu and Nurkic. They've proven that they can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like their offense, I would I would take their offense, I would just because of their weapons, I would take the Blazers over Oklahoma City because I think even their defensive players are like not offensive minuses. No, so like, I think other than Utah, I would say I could put I would put Portland up against any team in the division other than Utah. And I I, I would say Gibby Portland. Well I would take them over I Denver, will, I would take them over Oklahoma City, I would not take them over Utah. I I wanna I wanna I agree with you in the abstract. I want to say that Draymond Green has a very precarious contract situation. Uh-huh. That basically says that if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, he gets to make unbelievable amounts the of money. He gets to make a super max, right? He gets yeah. to make a super max. And so I think that there is a possibility that Golden State could be a notably good defensive team this year, mostly because their best defensive player uh, is probably counting money. Okay, yeah. So no, I, Honestly, I think it's the most interesting thing in the NBA this year that there's going to be a guy who's gunning for Depoy. That is weird, and I don't even know how you gun for Depoy. I know, I don't either. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I don't either. So, And I don't think anybody knows. So I'm excited to watch I'm excited to watch uh, uh, Draymond Green potentially. He apparently gun- had like zero points and was a plus 11 at some point last night. And I, I'm, I mean, that's that's gaudy defensive player of the year. Yeah. Plus minus staff. Yeah. Steph. No, he, he's just no he, way around. He's going to be trying to uh, get that award, but I think Utah's there. I think Houston obviously is going to be good again. Like uh, yeah, I, they're not going to they're not going to be as good as they were last year. You know but, what? I don't even know that. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Why not? I mean, they lost Trevor Ariza. I was about to say yeah, Carmelo, but come on. Uh, they added Carmelo. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which, like, fine. listen, I also don't hate Carmelo as much. I think Carmelo should have played in Portland. Yeah, should have played in Portland. But I do think Carmelo would have gotten hilariously. Fat. I do think that like West Westbrook and Paul George are not the two guys that you want to facilitate. There's, no. there's no facilitation happening with those two no, guys. No, like, you don't want to do that. Like you. So I think you know I think the, in, ter- yeah. in terms of passing and them setting him up, he's in a much better situation with like probably other than LeBron, like the two best guys in the league yeah. at also, setting people up. Also, we're, we're, and we're, Steph. Like, Look, we were talking about the LeBron thing earlier about how LeBron is not a lunatic to play with. Yeah, Chris Paul is also like that. There are some ways in which he's not, but I suspect those ways aren't things Melo's going to care about. I, and I think it's like it's a way different thing too because he's a peer of Chris Paul exactly. than it is with him being on Westbrook's team and him not really being a peer with Westbrook, not being the same age. And, and it's also like, Westbrook it's like he, being clearly a difficult person to deal with. Yeah, I mean that's this Butler thing has me thinking about this a hundred. I don't. I can't speak for you, but I've been thinking about basically every NBA team in this prison lately. In the Jimmy Butler prison? Yeah, because just like watching Butler basically blow up his team by acting like a lunatic. Like... No, I mean, I don't want anything to do with Jimmy Butler. I would not want to trade... I, I think I've said this on Twitter, but I'll say it again. I do not... And I guess we could, this could be a transition into the CJ talk. Yeah. Um, I Just because there's... I listen. I know that Jimmy Butler's stats are consistent. He's incredibly consistent. Good defender. But, good defender. But CJ McCollum... You're not going to have this problem where he's yelling at everybody at 
practice and being just a terrible okay. teammate. Okay, I'm like, about to say some I just stuff. Don't th- I just don't think he can be moody. I, I, I know that. Yeah, but mostly to reporter. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, he does, yeah, he doesn't yeah. lash out at the team. Yeah. If he lashes yeah. out at us, that's fine. That's the, this is what I'll say. Almost this, well, not, it's, not, it's not fine, but it's this less part, bad. Yeah. This part less of the detrimental. Conver- this part of the conversation does not apply to anybody who does not cover the team. Yeah. CJ McCollum is kind of a difficult dude around reporters because he's too smart for a lot of the questions. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like, because like he'll like, you know, he'll, he just like, he's like, you know, because he's a journalism major, he knows. Yeah. So he, he like, he, I asked him a question. He, about, he, he will I'm respond. Not gonna, I'm not going to no, talk no, about that. No, but. it's it's okay. That's how he acts. It's fine. But I don't think that that's going to be like the, like Jimmy Butler, yeah. for instance. If is, anybody, this is what I'll say. Jimmy there's Butler, a reporter out there who's saying that CJ is a moody player. Yeah. That's because CJ was mean to that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with his performance on the team. No. And I don't think it's how it has anything to do with how the team relates to CJ. No, of course. And so like, and I think like Jimmy Butler, like there are lots of reporters that liked working with Jimmy and liked interviewing him, but they also like, he's also apparently a nightmare to work with and you're his teammate. So one of those reporters, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, clearly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, you know, I like I like Jimmy Butler as a player. I don't want I don't want the Blazers to trade CJ for him, which is what it would take, according to yeah. Zach Lowe. But I, but I will say, according to, I mean, I still you cannot convince me he's a good fit with Lillard. I've spent I've spent years saying this. Okay. I continue right. to feel weird about it. But positionally, like, you're right. But I think personally, you have to take into account. That they like playing with each other. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, and, that's and it's true. and like it's not that easy. Like, when's the last time you saw two guards that are this that are play like this make the playoffs in the West as many yeah, times in a row as it they did? Happen very much. It doesn't. But it's so hard not to look at it and think one of two things. What if CJ was a dead eye three point shooter? He is. How good is he? He shoots like 43 percent from three. Okay, I apologize for that one. He's a great three point shooter. But he takes so many mid-rangers. This is true. And he needs to be better at those or take more threes. He just needs to, yeah. But it would be nice if he spotted up more. His shot selection last year, it was, and it was also part of, like, it was regression to the mean. Yeah. Because he was a super heavy mid-range shooter the year before, and he was, like, the best shooter in the league. And then last year, his mid-range percentages went way down. Yeah. And so, like, it could be a thing where he bounces back this year in the mid-range, or maybe his three-point rate goes up. I think it's probably more likely that his true talent is between the two, though. Like, because that is always the case. Right. And I think it was really interesting. Did you check the real plus-minus charts the other day? No. Okay. Did um, I check the real no? So, so they, it was the it was the projections, and they actually projected Aminu to be the second best player on the Blazers behind ahead of CJ I, in real I, plus I, I know you've always yeah, thought I've this. said I've said this before. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think Aminu, they, they, I think Aminu has extraordinary. Uh, Value, yeah. I think Aminu yeah. should make all defense every year, more or less. No, and, and he's another reason why, like, I respect the Blazers. Aminu doesn't make all defense because his offense isn't good enough. It's true. If there's one guy that that honestly should be getting, like, I, the fact that he's never been voted on an all defensive Insane. team Insane. Is, is one of the. It's also, his only problem he's for all, years. He's was, also like he's just the shyest guy. Yeah, like he just doesn't want a, the spotlight. He just doesn't care about that. His only problem for years on defense is that his three-point shooting was so bad that he couldn't be played. Right. And that has not been a problem at all in Portland. He's, you know, 32, 30, you know, yeah. playable. And so, like, yes, 
I do kind of think he's the team's second best player. That's fine, but so I'm just saying. I will say, I think that there's a lot of NBA contexts where CJ could be a better player than yeah. him. I don't think that this is that context. Right. Fair. The other thing with CJ is what if he was a little bigger, but like... Well, I mean, yeah, but then you're... He's talking, also like not a terrible defender, then he, then, so it's yeah, No, he, yeah, then he'd be like... If he was a little bit bigger, he'd be like Clay Thompson, yeah. you know, with a better handle. Yeah. You know, it's like... But he's not. And that's... Well, wouldn't, wouldn't we all if yeah, we were just yeah, a little bigger? Yeah, we all wish we could be a, a Clay Thompson yeah. with a better handle. Um, all, it ta- all it takes for you to become Clay Thompson... With a better handle. With a better handle is like six extra inches. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'll I'll be playing for the Warriors. But um, we, CJ, I think... I think he's going to have another good year. I yeah. Think he, he's... This is the other thing. Is like, this happens all the time with young guys. Okay. He did... He had a regression year last year. He wasn't as good. And now everyone's like selling the CJ stock. They're all out, and it's like, what if he comes back and has like a monster year? Yeah. And, and and the Blazers and he helps Dame, and they win. You know, they're on a fifty-win pace or something say, like, like that. I, you like, know, speaking like, from this sort of narrative perspective, because it's not that it's not that insane to me to yeah. see that potentially happen. Yeah, because it's happened yeah. three out of the last four years. Like speaking from this sort of narrative perspective about the dude, like if he has a good year, I think that'll say a lot about him because. Look, even even Corbin is because you say like I wouldn't want Butler. Corbin would be okay with it. Okay. Uh, and I and I and I feel weird saying it because you know CJ's going to send goons to my house and they're going to beat me up. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, but like uh, I would be okay with that. Uh, like because even then the worst case scenario is that their clap their cap gets cleared at the end of the year. Which, yeah. Right. But also but, like but also their cap like, gets cleared at the end of the year to do what? Yeah, though I, that that's that's always my like uh, when cap space is useful for making uh, acquisitional trades. Yeah, no, it is. You're right, but it to me it's like okay, they could maybe manufacture a trade like that into space if someone wants to play Dame and they want it, but I just don't think that's something you want to hang your hat on and be like, all right, so because what happens no, if Jimmy walks and you don't make that trade and then the next and then you don't make a trade for a lopsided trade to get a big salary in and then Dame is is pissed and wants to leave because you traded away his second best player or his his the only other guy that can score really yeah. and it's like you know I, I but I do think you know CJ has the opportunity to have another good year he's shown resilience and in, yeah and if he does shown, have a good year I think that'll say something he's about shown it. resilience because in his there's career defini- before. yeah because there's he, definitely a cloud his, around the dude his right first now. his first couple of years he, yeah. he, the, he yeah. didn't play he was injured they traded for Aaron Aflalo because I will say Neil because because yeah. they because they didn't think because uh, Stotts didn't think CJ was yeah. ready like. I want to say that I think Terry really is one of the best coaches in the NBA, but his fatal flaw is so obvious and so specific. That he hates children? Yeah, that he hates... That he, that he loves a rotation. He loves a rotation, and he loves a vet who's, yeah. who's been in a system, who's and been you know around what? And you know what? And I respect it, because Lil, like, he's coaching what? for his job every every year. You know, yeah. He's got to go, go with the guys he trusts. And you know what? And, Lil, and, and also that, you know, Lillard, Matthews, Batum, Aldridge... Lopez, Lopez yeah. that was an unbelievable lineup. Yeah. Like, 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 the platonic ideal of a basketball lineup. If Aldridge shot threes, but uh, which he does now, annoying. Uh, um, and so, like, on a certain level, I don't blame him. But boy, oh boy, you gotta play some young guys a little more, buddy. Yeah. Which I think brings us to Simons. Or oh, okay. Some of these yeah, let's, guys, bring right. this, let's talk about Simons because, like, the problem because you know because he's he actually has looked like. Really competent. Yeah, he's flashy. Like he's, he's flashy weirdly so. competent for I, a, for a kid who never played college basketball. 
Like, where did he play again? He played at the IMG Academy. And he was like living in a dorm and just training all day. <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, he, he just like said F, F school. Because <laughs> I think hey, he. I, hey, cause I you think, know what? And I, I, I feel No, because I think he was, he was a Louisville recruit. And then the whole Rick Patino scandal thing happened. Yeah. And then he was like, screw this. I'm just going to go get you're ready telling, for the wait, draft. You're telling me Rick Patino might not be on the level? Maybe not. I was, no, I read. I was gonna write about his book, and I read like half of it. And you just couldn't keep reading it. it. It's bad, dude. You know what book I was actually like excited to read for a minute, and I had that moment with was LeBron's LeBron James's book that he wrote with Buzz Bissinger. I like read the first. I read like the first page of it. And I was like, I can't do this yeah. at all. Because like, you know, because I, of LeBron. No, it had nothing to do with it. I was just like, I don't want to. Buzz. Read. Yeah. It's it's like, oh man, it's just like, and it's like. It, and it was also written from a first-person perspective of LeBron James when it's, like, very clear LeBron's not writing the book. Listen, can we talk about something that has less than nothing to do with the Blazers for a second? Okay, well, the, we're going to come back to Anthony Simons. The Buzz, the Buzz Bissinger... Uh, this is the writer's corner over yeah, here. Yeah, the Buzz Bissinger uh, 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 Gucci Beast thing is the funniest thing that's ever happened. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, my God! This is very inside. Eric, this is very inside. How the hell as every, do you, as how do you not this. fucking know about this? Okay, so Buzz Bissinger made a ton of money because uh, Friday Night Lights became a TV show, right? Right, right, right. He got he went bankrupt because he got really into buying like high end Gucci shit at auctions and stuff. Oh, wow. and like and like there's like pictures of him in like crazy leather, like this like. 45-year-old man in, like, these leather pants and stuff. Everybody, please look this up. He wrote a column about it for uh, for uh, GQ that is, I think, maybe the most embarrassing thing anybody's ever written. Because it's like I lost all my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gucci it's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's just, it's like if, um, God, I don't know. Because, uh, it's like, I, I can't even think of an example of somebody we know. It's a little like if Casey Holdall did it. If Casey Holdall, like, went broke buying Dame's shoes. In fairness, I, if anybody who knows Casey knows, he's a tremendously natty dresser. But no, like, he's a very natty dresser, great shoe collector. If, if Casey was going to go bankrupt, yeah. it would be because he had a Buzz Bissinger Gucci thing. Yeah. No, but it isn't like shoes. It's not like sneakers or anything. Right. It's like... $3,000 leather pants and stuff like that. It's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to a writer. It's really, yeah, that sounds really please, embarrassing. Please, please, I implore you. If you're a media person, you probably know what I'm talking about. I'm stunned Eric doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't. But this if you is... are not, please look up Buzz Bissinger leather pants on Google. This is a corner that I do not know okay, well. sorry. I just... But anyway, uh, we're back to Anthony Simons. I don't think he's going to play at all, but... No, because Terry's going to hate him. But I, I really like him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like he uh, has some skill. Yeah, no, and like Dame was... And you know what? And you know what I say? Saying, saying fuck school rules. Yeah. Everybody but, who says fuck school should go first in the NBA draft. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, there were rumors that the Lakers really liked him too. Um, so, I, I, you know, hey, I, I like what Portland has in him. Uh, I'm excited to see. I wish he would get to play, but... Uh, also, that would mean if he gets to play that Dame and CJ are hurt, which would not be good. So, um, you know, it'd be fun to see him. I'm glad, like, I hope to see his growth over the couple of years. It's gonna be fun. Um, another guard that we gotta talk about, Seth Curry. Uh, we haven't talked about him yet. I'm low on it. I wish I wasn't. I really do. 
I just don't. Is it? But can you get past your own curry? Like your, cur- I will say your curry family bias. I'm not gonna sit around here and act like it's not a factor. Right. I I I know because like what happens when you see Dell at the game on Thursday? I'm gonna punch him. Okay. I'm not. I want to make this clear. No, you're not. I am Del- attending the game. Curry family. And I will not security. punch Dell. Curry. That's not happening. No. Actually, I don't even think he'll be here because he's an announcer for the Hornets. Oh, yeah, I forgot about um, that. Also, he tends to go to Steph's games. Right, but if he were to go to, like, listen. <laughs> do you think that it's, like, a problem with Oh, that? no, I think they, like, do it. Like, they've talked about it. It's like, well, like, you know, like, Sonia Curry's talked about, like, when we need to go to games and stuff like that. And But the problem is that Del Curry works for the Hornets, so he's never going to. Del really Del really, uh, Del really bought himself out of that particular problem. Exactly. But, you know, Sonia Curry may be at Blazer games from time to time. You never know. Hey, hit me up, Sonia. Hey. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I want to make it clear I'm not trying to cuckold uh, Steph Curry's dad. Ma- I mean, what if what if you, you were? Know, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is, Sonia, I know some wonderful restaurants. It, 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 it is, uh, yeah. This Sonia, man, let's go to Sonia. Ava Sonia, this man knows how to eat. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, trifecta. I've met Ken Forkish. <laughs> He's been a guest on this. He's podcast. been a guest on a podcast. Just in case Sonia Curry's listening to Lockdown Blazers, Ken Forkett. I've had dinner with the Oregonians' food critic before. Yeah, like this is what well, Corbin Smith has shot his shot with Sonia Curry. Yeah, um, but Seth Curry. And hey, Dell. Look, we could come to an arrangement. Sorry, Seth. And if Seth is listening, we're really sorry about uh, Corbin. Also, if Sonia's listening, I'm really sorry. I yeah, don't mean yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is all just good content. Yeah. All, but anyway. I respect you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we are here to talk about Seth Curry. He's going to have a huge, like, he has to have a good season, I think, if Portland. Look, look, look. And I think he can. Excellent shooter. Our boy Anand Pandian wrote a great uh, feature about him. Shout out to Anand Pandian. I'm going to have you on my podcast soon. Please stop yelling at me about it. Uh, uh, okay. Um, Seth, excellent shooter. Uh, some sort of fringe point skills. Let's not go wild, but... What if he was bigger? Okay, but I will say this. He's bigger than Shabazz. Napier? Well, yeah, but... I mean, okay, but I what mean, I'm saying... Shabazz lives in my pocket. Right, right. But what I mean is, is they they were really good with Shabazz and Dame and CJ last year, and I feel like they can... The re- idea is they, that The Seth, idea is right. that Seth Curry can be a bigger, albeit still, you know... Pints, a little undersized. A little undersized three, but he can do it, and... You know, I, and I think Dame has shown a. You know, if, if you want to bait teams into posting up, Dame is down to bang with you on the block. Like, I, I don't think it's the worst idea. Yeah, because yeah, because Dame's defensive problem is defending in space. But he's actually gotten better at that. Yeah, like he, yeah, part. Yeah, I would, it but was, he's it always was, yes, yeah. it was, and he's yeah. I, listen, and him and CJ and Seth Curry and anybody that is six three or shorter is always going to have. A, some problem guarding in the NBA against bigger players. Yeah, but... Because they there just are physical limitations. But Dame has always been good at not getting posted up on. Yes, he always has he, been because good. he's all because he's a sturdy boy. Yes. Yeah. He does he lifts he does his he doesn't Dame does not skip leg day. He does his calisthenics. He doesn't skip leg day. No. And and, and you know what? I'm gonna say, you know what? Myers though? Skips leg day. He's been it, look I did see him do some deadlifts the other day, so maybe he has been working on How was he doing? Home. He was he was killing it. He yeah. won like the Somehow, even though this is the guards podcast, every Blazers, <laughs> every time we talk about Myers, every Blazers podcast, every come, Blazers podcast in the universe, even is about the Ringers Myers. Blazers podcast with John Gonzalez and Ian Carmel somehow ended up 
talking about well, Myers. Sh- I want to say something. Shout out to Ian Carmel. Shout out to Ian Carmel. But also maybe uh, maybe uh, give that work to some hardworking Blazers journalists, buddy. Yeah. Huh? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, so, he, so, he was literally on my podcast yesterday. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I like Ian. But hey, dude, you got to come, you got to, uh, you know, hungry, uh, yeah. closed mouths don't get fed. You yeah. know, you, know, you got you to gotta call it out. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. Um, I should, I, everybody send tweets to the ringer and say, have Corbin on your podcast. There is a legitimate scenario in which Seth Curry wins six man of the year. All right. I'm serious. Like, okay. If the Blazers win 50 games, if they, like, this is all best case scenario talk, obviously. Yeah, of course. And it's the day before the season, so we can let ourselves have I a I thought you fun. just said Dave Dufour the season. It's the Dave Dufour the season. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know what? It really is the Dave Dufour season. It, it really, right now, is is Dave Dufour America, season. America is swept up in Dufour mania. Boy, sorry, too many inside jokes in this one, guys. Everybody's favorite basketball coach. Yeah. Online. Beautiful blue eyes on Dave DeFore. Great, 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 great hang, Dave yeah. DeFore. But yeah. anyway, and it's, I'm so sorry. Okay, so so we're we're discussing it was just great Dave DeFore digression. Uh, but I think Seth Curry, like, I like the, I like how I was at the the game against Utah where he started uh, against the Jazz ones, and the Blazers' offense looks really good. And if this is I'll throw this out here right now. If Mo Harkless can't play, I would not be surprised to see Terry Stotts go with a small lineup and start Seth Curry instead of starting Jake Lehman. It'd be kind of tough. I don't they, think Terry would, it would do be, it. You know it would be, the okay. other thing it would be really tough. It would be really tough for them to guard Brandon Ingram and LeBron James. Yeah. Because those guys, like Ingram's like seven feet tall, and, and I don't LeBron, know if you're familiar with LeBron James. He's very uh, large. He's, a, he's, he's very a, large. He's a uh, he's a nightmare made human form. Yeah, and he's very uh, large. Sent to uh, and, destroy. And you. The Blazers are not large if they play Seth Curry. No, so and Jake Lehman, while I have been critical of his game for a while, he is six nine, and that it's very nice. It's it's a very nice height. It's a very nice height to be. Yeah, and so. I think Layman's going to start. Hey, I'm a if, child. If, Hark- if a Harkless doesn't start, I think Layman will probably get the start. Seems but I have, like, but I, I have, but I have thought about the Curry lineup I as will, like a, something that they will throw out there I in will, that game. And I will and also all say year. about that particular thing. I think that a lot of coaches, I would say, might do that. Uh-huh. I think Terry. I think Terry likes. Uh, I think Terry likes positions. That's what I'll say. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see what the deal is with Harkless tomorrow. Are there any other guards that we? Oh, Wade Baldwin. Wade Baldwin, a guy who made the Blazers team after being a two-way last year. Yeah. Um, he was really good in Summer Don't League. remember a thing about Wade Baldwin. I mean, he was the best player on the Summer League Championship Hell team. Yeah. Uh, and he's – I think his best attribute is that he's a really good defender. And – I don't know who on the Lakers you would really stick him on because they don't like. I don't think he's tall enough to put on Ingram. I don't think he's tall enough to put on LeBron. But he's very physical. He's very handsy, and and I, he brings an element of guard defense to the Blazers that they never have really had. All right, cool. That, that's okay. That's the Shout Wade, out to Wade Baldwin. That's hey. the Wade Baldwin report. Wade Baldwin, Thurston for it. Yeah, uh, I don't think we have any other two uh, any other guards though. Uh, Gary Trent. Gary Trent is a guard. I, I think did we talk about him in the, I don't in the wings? I couldn't tell you anything about Gary. And Stauskas, Trent. I think we talked about Stauskas too because he's Stauskas is going to play three for this team because he's six six and you know the Blazers need some bigger players, man. Yeah, but Stauskas, Stauskas is six six. Yeah, all right. He's uh, thin as hell though. Yeah, no, he is. But um, so I think that's going to do it. We finally. Come I will to the say guards. about this. Is all I'll say about Gary Trent. I was reporting out an incredibly embarrassing piece for why I'm a week on media day. And I were and I was asking every oh, Blazers. Oh, was, this was so good. Where and I was asking every Blazers player where they like to get dinner. 
you know, fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah, hey. Not basketball question. No. You know, like, hey, we're at a Portland. It, and I, it was definitely a thing where it was best equipped for me. And, and Colin, God bless him, eventually was like, you can uh, ask them uh, to the side. You don't need to ask them in front of the scrum. Because uh, it was deeply embarrassing to be like, oh, what restaurant do you like to eat? Well, at? and then you asked him, and then he gave you like the worst answer he possibly yeah. could. Yeah, and that's the thing is that Gary Trent is just like has just gotten here. He doesn't he doesn't have like rich person tastes yet, and so. he's also well. I mean, okay, well, he might have rich person tastes. His yeah. dad was an NBA player. Oh, pardon. So, so there may be. He, but he's also like this is the first time he's really living on his own. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. nineteen. Yeah. Like he's and a he's I, a yeah. baby. I and, mean, here I, and here I'm like a, a dirty thirty year old man. Ask me like, like, where do you like to where eat? Where do you like to eat? You son of a gun! And uh, and he was just like uh, Subway. No, he didn't, yeah. say, he didn't even say that. He's like, yeah. I eat at home. Yeah, he said I eat at home. Which is guy, and it was just like the most uncomfortable. I was like, I'm dying right now. Yeah, it was a very. It's 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 one of those moments that you'll remember as a as a reporter forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you met young Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. And he didn't know what to say to your question he about was like, Portland why is restaurants. Asking me about this. Yeah. And, I was, and in my mind, can I'm someone like, ask me about pick and roll coverage, please? Like it was just. <laughs> it's so funny because most guys that have been in the NBA for such a long time are so sick and tired of answering basketball questions. Yeah. And then you have this kid here who. Would love nothing more than for you to ask to not a basketball ask him about his personal life. Yeah, please. exactly. He's like, uh, sir, I'm 19. CJ was the funniest because eventually Colin was like, all right. So anyway, Colin, Colin. So anyway, but anyway, what CJ does is that CJ gets off stage and he's looking at something on his phone, and I say, hey, what restaurants you like at? And he looks at his phone for a minute and sort of is like Nastrana, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then like halfway through the question, he decides he's into it and he puts his phone down and keeps t- and keeps saying them. Pretty funny. Pretty good. Anyway, pretty good not that good a story. Anyway, but uh, I. I think that's going to do it for the guards positional preview. Do you have any uh, predictions for tomorrow? Uh, uh, I think that uh, the Lakers have an insane roster that's going to take some time to congeal, and I think the Blazers are going to put a beating on them. I agree. Um, I don't know what the spread is, but I would take the Blazers. I would also take the Blazers. All right. Well, thank you, Corbs, for doing all these positional previews. We will have you on again next week and uh, read him at the Willamette Week, the Daily Beast, Deadspin. And uh, y'all have uh, anywhere else. Have take it or break it. Take it or break it. Listen to take it or break it. Watch his live streams. Yeah, we're yeah we're working on. I'm I'm working on a new live Twi- stream. Twitch Twitch dot com slash. Yeah, I think I'm gonna corbs. do it on Twitch because I think it's funny. Twitch dot com slash big corbs. Yeah, Twitch dot com slash big corbs. I'm working on a new live stream thing. I I I don't want to. The idea. This is what it, this is what it's gonna be called. It's gonna be called West Coast Bias. I like and that's it. all I'm telling you about. Okay. All right. West Coast Bias, look out for it on your favorite streaming platforms. Well, just, we, just, just Twitch. And, just, we, yeah. we, and I will talk to you after Thursday night's game, Blazers-Lakers season ow, opener. Ow. It's going to be lit. The big dogs. <laughs>